0: A cuppa and a good wag? The story has real life stories to inspire and make you smile. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the app. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So you get up tomorrow morning, have breakfast, brush your teeth. You're thinking about all the things on your to-do list. But unbeknown to you, it's the day that Jesus decides to come back. Wow, what will that look like? And more importantly, what's going to happen to you? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at hope, your hope, from a different perspective. So you get up tomorrow, it's a day pretty much like any other day, or so you think, but completely unbeknown to you. It's not just any day. It's the day that God decides to send Jesus back to this earth, the thing that Christians call the second coming. Jesus himself described what it would be like, not some guy on television claiming to be Jesus, but a huge cataclysmic event that none of us, not you or me or anyone else, will possibly be able to miss. We looked at it earlier during the week, Matthew chapter 24, verses 29 to 31 immediately after the suffering of those days the sun will be darkened the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes on the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. I'm imagining that's going to be kind of hard to miss, isn't it? You're getting ready to go to work, you're brushing your teeth, you're thinking about what the day holds. If you're anything like me, your mind's already racing through the the to-dos on your to-do list. And then this? Friend, that's what it's going to be like. Your mundane, everyday reality is going to be totally interrupted, totally disturbed, totally come to an end together with the day that all the other 7 billion plus people on planet Earth had planned, it's going to be over because Jesus has just returned. The 24-hour news cycle is gone. The newsreaders on TV, you're going to have nothing left to read. Can you imagine? Are you ready for this? Because it can happen at any moment. First Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers and sisters, you do not need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. When they say there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and there will be no escape. But you, beloved, are not in darkness for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are children of light and children of the day. We're not of the night or of darkness. So here's the question. If you believe in Jesus and you're still alive on the day when Jesus returns, what's it going to be like? And more importantly, what's going to happen to you on that day? See, that's worth knowing, I think. Well, the Bible, as always, has the answers. Here we go. Luke chapter 17, verses 22 to 37. Jesus has the answers. He said to his disciples, look, the days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man and you won't see it they will say to you, look there, look here. Do not go, do not set off in pursuit, for as lightning flashes and lights up in the sky from one side to the other, so will the Son of Man be in his day. But first, he must endure much suffering and be rejected by his generation, just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given a marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed all of them. Likewise, just as it was in the days of Lot, they were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building. But on the day that Lot left Sodom, it rained fire and sulfur from heaven and destroyed all of them. It will be like that on the day that the Son of Man is revealed, on that day. Anyone on the housetop who has belongings in his house must not come down to take them away. And likewise, anyone in the field must not turn back. Do you remember Lot's wife? Those who try to make their life secure will lose it, but those who lose their life will keep it. I tell you, on that night, there will be two in one bed. One will be taken, the other will be left. There will be two women grinding meal. One will be taken, the other will be left. Then they asked him, Where, Lord? He said to them, where the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. It's, it's pretty dramatic. Do you see the picture that Jesus paints? It's a normal, usual business day. Everybody is going about their normal course of business, and then, bang, one will be taken up, and the other will be left. Whew. The Apostle Paul describes it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51-53. to 53. He says, look, I'll, I'll tell you a mystery. We won't all die, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. For this perishable body must put on imperishability, and this mortal body must put on immortality. Friend, are you ready for that? In your heart of hearts, are you looking forward to the day when Jesus returns? There are two things that I'm sick of. I'm I'm sick of these doomsday people who keep wanting to predict the day on which Jesus is going to return. I think to myself, what, are are they nuts? Jesus told us, you're not meant to know. Just be ready. But at the other end of the scale, I'm so desperately concerned about people who believe in Jesus, and yet they don't seem to believe in the imminent return of Christ. We behave as though this life's going to last forever. We behave as though the rest of eternity is a million years away. Friends, it's a lot closer than you think. In the context of eternity, it's just around the corner. It could be this very day, this very hour that Jesus returns. That's the certain hope that you and I have if we believe in Jesus. That's the future that lies ahead. Jesus could come back Today, tomorrow, next week, I don't know whether you're enjoying your life so much that you're completely immersed in it or whether you're having such a rotten time that you're drowning in your misery or whether you're somewhere in between. But wherever you are, whatever's going on in your world, if you believe in Jesus, you have a certain hope that Christ is coming back for you soon. And friend, it's that hope, that certain hope that's meant to make a difference to your life today. Just as I sit here chatting with you, I'm about to head off on a couple of weeks' holidays. I love doing what I do, but it's hard work and I need a break. So with my wife, I'm heading off for 12 days away from emails and and writing and recording radio programs and, and managing our team around the world and all that stuff that I love, just to take a break and have a rest. I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to that in these past few weeks, how much I'm looking forward to it now. The sun, the ocean, the rest, the time with my wife is going to be awesome. But here's what I've been thinking about. If Jesus returned the day before I head off on my holiday, would I feel robbed or rewarded? Would I want to say to Jesus, look, Lord, I've got a 12-day holiday plan. Can you can you please come back at the end of it? In fact, Lord, as I look at my diary... Hmm, busy that day, meeting, speaking, engagement. I'm thinking next month would be a much better time for you to come back. Is, is that okay with you, Lord? Let, let's get it into our diaries and it's a date. You see my point? So many of us are so caught up in the things of this world, in our day-to-day reality, that our hearts aren't filled with the hope of Jesus' imminent return. And I have to tell you, that is such a terrible tragedy. Listen again to what Paul says, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on this earth, because you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Come on. Set your gaze, your vision, your hopes, your dreams on the return of Christ, the things that are above, on the certain hope that you have in Jesus. Because I've got to tell you, Jesus is coming back, ready or not. just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential, your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you and let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.